chapter twenty six of the double life of mr alfred burton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org recording by kathleen the double life of mr alfred burton by e phillips oppenheim the end of a wonderful world mr waddington turned his head away quickly and glanced half guiltily towards his companion to his amazement burton had been gazing in the same direction their eyes met burton coughed a remarkably fine woman that mr waddington declared burton looked at him in astonishment my dear mr waddington he exclaimed you cannot really think so they both turned their heads once more the woman in question was standing upon the doorstep of a milliner's shop waiting for a taxicab in appearance she was certainly somewhat striking but her hair was flagrantly dyed her eyebrows darkened her costume daring her type obvious a very fine woman indeed i call her mr waddington repeated shouldn't mind taking her to lunch good mind to ask her burton hesitated for a moment then a curious change came into his own face she is rather fetching he admitted the woman suddenly smiled mr waddington pulled himself together it serves us right he said a little severely and hastening his companion on i was looking at her only as a curiosity burton glanced behind and moved on reluctantly i call her jolly good-looking he declared mr waddington pretended not to hear they turned into german street there are some vases here at this small shop round the corner which i want you particularly to notice burton he continued they are perfect models of old etruscan ware did you ever see a more beautiful curve isn't it a dream one could look at a curve like that and it has something the same effect upon one as a line of poetry or a single exquisite thought burton glanced into the window and looked back again over his shoulder the lady however had disappeared hm he remarked very nice face let's get on to lunch i'm hungry mr waddington stopped short upon the pavement and gripped his companion's arm burton he said a trifle hesitatingly you don't think you don't imagine not a bit of it burton interrupted savagely one must be a little human now and then by jove old man there are some ties if you like i always did think a yellow one would suit me mr waddington pressed him gently along i am not sure he muttered that we are quite in the mood to buy ties i want to ask you a question burton go ahead you were telling me about this wonderful scheme of your friend the professor's to make menatogen i think you said did you part with both your beans both burton replied almost fiercely but i've another fortnight or so yet it can't come before it shan't you expect i suppose to make a great deal of money mr waddington continued we shall make piles burton declared i have had a large sum already for the beans my pockets are full of money queer how light-hearted it makes you feel to have plenty of money it's a dull world you know after all and we are dull fellows think what one could do now with some of the notes i have in my pocket hire a motor-car go to some bright place like the metropole at brighton a bright cheerful sociable place i mean where people who look interesting aren't above talking to you and then a little dinner and perhaps a music hall afterwards and some supper and plenty to eat and drink burton mr waddington gasped stop stop at once why the dickens should i stop burton demanded mr waddington was looking shocked and pained you don't mean to tell me he exclaimed that this is your idea of a good time that you would go to a hotel like the metropole and mix with the people whom you might meet there and eat and drink too much and call it enjoyment burton what has come to you 
burton was looking a little sullen it's all very well he grumbled we're too jolly careful of ourselves we don't get much fun here's your poky little restaurant let's see what it looks like inside they entered and a maitre d'hôtel came hurrying to meet them burton however shook his head this place is no good waddington he decided only about a half a dozen stodgy old people here no music and nothing to look at let's go where there's some life i'll take you my lunch come along mr waddington protested but faintly he murmured a word of apology to the maitre d'hôtel whom he knew but burton had already gone on ahead and was whistling for a taxi with a groan mr waddington noticed that his hat had slipped a little on one side there was a distinct return of his rakish manner the milan burton ordered get along as quick as you can we are hungry the two men sat side by side in the taxicab mr waddington watched his companion in half-pained eagerness burton certainly was looking much more alert than earlier in the morning i tell you money's a great thing the latter went on producing a cigarette from his pocket and lighting it i don't know why i should have worried about this little business adventure i call it a first-class idea i'd like to be able to take taxis whenever i wanted them and go round to the big restaurants and sit and watch the people come to a music hall one night mr waddington won't you i haven't seen anything really funny for a long time i'm afraid i should like to mr waddington began i mean i should be delighted what are you afraid about burton asked quickly mr waddington mopped his forehead with his handkerchief burton he said hoarsely i think it's coming on i'm glad we are going to the milan i wish we could go to a music hall to-night that woman was attractive burton set his teeth i can't help it he muttered i can't help anything here goes for a good time he dismissed the taxi and entered the milan swaggering just a little they lunched together and neither showed their usual discrimination in the selection of the meal in place of the light wine which mr waddington generally chose they had champagne they drank benedictine with their coffee and smoked cigars instead of cigarettes their conversation was a trifle jerky and mr waddington kept on returning to the subject of the menatogen company you know i've three beans left burton he explained towards the end of the meal i don't know why i should keep them they'd only last a matter of seven months anyway i've got to go back some time do you think i could get in with you in the company we'll go and why there is mr bunsome burton exclaimed mr bunsome the company promoter was just passing their table he turned around at the sound of his name for a moment he failed to recognize burton there was very little likeness between the pale contemptuous young man with the dreamy eyes who had sat opposite to him at the professor's dinner-table a few nights ago and this flushed young man who had just attracted his attention and who had evidently been lunching exceedingly well it was part of his business however to remember faces and his natural aptitude came to his assistance how do you do mr burton he said glad to meet you again spending some of the menatogen profits eh friend of mine here mr waddington burton explained mr cowper knows all about him he owns the rest of the beans you know mr bunsome was at once interested i'm delighted to meet you mr waddington he declared holding out his hand indirectly you are connected with one of the most marvellous discoveries of modern days i should like to make it directly mr waddington said you think my three beans would get me in on the ground floor mr bunsome was a little surprised i understood from the professor he remarked that your friend was not likely to care about entering into this burton for a moment half closed his eyes i remember he said last night i didn't think 
he would care about it i find i was mistaken mr bunsome looked at his watch i am meeting mr cowper this afternoon he said and mr bomford i know that the greatest difficulty that we have to face at present is the very minute specimens of this wonderful er vegetable from which we have to prepare the food i should think it very likely that we might be able to offer you an interest in return for your beans will you call at my office mr waddington at ten o'clock to-morrow morning number seventeen norfolk street with pleasure mr waddington assented have a drink mr bunsome did not hesitate it was not his custom to refuse any offer of the sort he sat down at their table and ordered a sherry and bitters mr waddington seemed to have expanded he did not mention the subject of architecture more than once mr bunsome glanced with some surprise at burton the young man completely puzzled him they talked about menatogen and its possibilities and burton kept harking back to the subject of profits mr bunsome at last could contain his curiosity no longer say he remarked you had a headache or something the other night i think seemed as quiet as they make em down at the old professor's i tell you i shouldn't have known you again burton was suddenly white mr waddington plunged in dry old stick the professor anyway from what i've heard he said now don't you forget mr bunsome i shall be around at your office at ten o'clock sharp to-morrow and i expect to be let into the company three beans i've got and remember they're worth something they took that old egyptian johnny him and his family of course a matter of a thousand years to grow and there's no one else on to them why they're unique and they do the trick too that i can speak for paid the bill burton burton nodded the two men shook hands with mr bunsome and prepared to leave they walked out into the strand got anything to do this afternoon particular mr waddington asked after a moment's hesitation not a thing burton replied puffing at his cigar and unconsciously altering slightly the angle of his hat wouldn't care about a game of billiards at the golden lion i suppose mr waddington suggested rather burton assented let's buy the girls some flowers and take a taxi down go down in style huh i'll pay mr waddington looked at his companion watched him indeed hailed the taxi and groaned a sudden wave of half-ashamed regret swept through him it was gone then this brief peep into a wonderful world his own fall was imminent the click of the balls was in his ears the taste of strong drink was inviting him the hard laugh and playful familiarities of the buxom young lady were calling to him he sighed and took his place by his companion's side End of chapter twenty six